comic timing is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network, Network bitch. <laughs> Print it. All right, it's extra point number nine because Brent is in a hotel room with very, very bad internet, according to him. So we're going to push that back yet another week. So you can have a full episode next week. I'm sitting here with Chris. We just finished watching the uh, Marvel Studios Assembling a Universe, which is actually better than just about all of season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so far. Like, it actually manages to actually get me, you know, pumped on, like, everything that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has done so far. Um, what, what, what do you think? How was it? Did you enjoy it? Is it good? Why were you still talking? <laughs> because I never know when to shut up. <laughs> Sorry, you're going to have to just edit out all this laughing. <laughs> eh, or not, either way. I don't think it's really fair to compare it to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, a mediocre action spy show. That- it was on during its time slot. But it mentioned Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and it had J. August Richards for two seconds. That's true. Telling us that we're going to get more Deathlock, which which will be... Which we already knew, because that's next week. Yeah, I know. And very little else about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was revealed in well, this. Well, we know that Victoria Hand will be back on, played yeah. by Saffron Burroughs and her butt chin. <laughs> I don't like her butt chin. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just surprised that we actually got, like, footage in this that seem new the uh, and, and now we come to the point where why ian is actually recording this because yeah. i said was that the this special actually showed new footage usually these things that do like a recap it's just 45 minutes of here's you know season one or movie one and here's what happened in this movie and here's a bunch of things you've seen before because you've watched this movie 10 times right and and then here's maybe five minutes where we're like hey soon in theaters come on you're gonna go buy tickets right because you're a nerd and you watch this yeah Eh, yeah yeah eh, yeah eh. yeah." but it was more like half and half where i would say the half hour of it or half hour with commercials was dedicated to kind of recapping the marvel universe and showing a lot of inner i don't know if they were like interviews that were hidden on a shelf for mm-hmm. years and years, or if they were interviews from the the DVDs, Blu-ray, because I don't watch those interviews because yeah. I don't care, right? Or whatever. But there was like all these interviews and talking to all these people about this and that, and what do you think of you know doing Iron Man back in two thousand eight, and what do you think of doing Iron Man two, <laughs> and you know, yeah. What do you- all the Cap actors were definitely from the set of the latest Cap. Yeah, well, you- that's just it. It's like, once you get into the second half, it was like, oh, yeah, Captain America is coming up, you know? And normally this is the point where the show would just be like, soon in theaters, you know? But <laughs> this was more like, oh, it's going to be really interesting because here's the plot and let's tell you everything about the movie in case you're like one of the five people who doesn't actually know who the Winter Soldier is. Yeah, officially now, like... Marvel either really knows their audience or they are not giving two shits about the quote-unquote, uh, you know, reveal of, of Winter Soldier anymore because, because oh my God, did they give everything away about who Winter Soldier is in this in this short here. Well, not even short, just full hour. I'd say, what, about like 20 minutes of it was devoted to Captain America? Something like uh, that? No, it's only an hour, so it was technically 45 minutes. Okay. So they probably dedicated about, about maybe f- five, ten, fifteen, ten, maybe ten at, at most, because they yeah. talked about 
uh, Winter Soldier. Then they moved on to, they did Guardians of the Galaxy, but they really didn't go into Guardians of the Galaxy that much, which I thought was interesting. And then they showed us some stuff from Avengers 2. I mean, they actually showed... Concept art and and stuff like that. A little bit of not really footage, but stuff from the set. Yeah, yeah. Filming that was happening in Cleveland, which will soon be New York. Oh, just say what what made you happy already. (laughs) Okay, Hulkbuster armor! Holy crap! And I don't care if it was just concept art, but that means we're probably going to see Hulkbuster armor Iron Man. They showed a prop. That was a prop? There was a prop. There was an actual human being standing next to it. How did you not notice that? See, now now I'm pressing play and going back to it here as we we watch it. I gotta gotta fast forward. There was an actual prop. Wow. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah well, he's actually it. putting the TV back on. We are flipping through it. There's Tony Stark and there's Phil Coulson. And there was a lot about Coulson in this special because yeah. clearly Phil Coulson is the most important character ever created. Truly. I mean, there would not be a Marvel Universe without Phil Coulson, according to this. But. They even talked about the one shots, which I thought was nice, but it was very superficial because they didn't talk about anything upcoming or yeah and like they they didn't reveal anything with the one shots unlike everything else in the special actually i mean while we're sitting here i mean what what did you what did you think of the uh, mandarin one shot on the on the thor dvd i mean maybe watch it twice yeah exactly i i like it a lot i think the one shots are getting more ambitious because i mean if i'm allowed to be all spoilerific yes go ahead please no we we spoiled the hell out of it on last episode yeah so. so i mean you have you know, you get Ben Kingsley back. That's not really hard because I'm sure it's probably written into his contract. Like, hey, you were in Iron Man 3. You know, let's sign you up for some one shots. And he probably, I don't know if he has a deal for few further pictures. We're going to assume he does considering the end of the the one shot had him going off with the, um, what are they called? The nine rings? Yeah, uh, ten rings. Ten rings. Yeah. Huh? Oh, right, because it's Mandarin. Duh, right. I'm a fake geek girl. <laughs> uh, uh. I don't know anything. I'm so dumb. You are off by one. Yeah. I'm so dumb. Oh, my God. He goes off with the ten rings, and then, you know, he goes off, and then they have the credits. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you get one of the little post credit scenes, and it's with Sam Rockwell as Justin Hammer. Yeah. It doesn't actually add anything. It doesn't hint at any of the future movies. It's just him sitting there reading a magazine, bitching about Pepper Potts, then bitching about Tony Stark. Yeah. And meanwhile, like his boyfriend is next to him, like looking at him with doe eyes and like <laughs> trying to come on to him. And he's all like, not now, baby. baby. But to get Sam Rockwell to come on and do that. Mind you, Sam Rockwell isn't like a huge star, but I would think he's a guy, I'm going to say it, who has he's, better he's things to man. do. Yeah. He has better things to do. He has oh, movies yeah. to be in. Right. <laughs> and, and, that, and that they were able to get him even for that is 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 saying something. Yeah, it's not like in the, uh, the Agent Carter mm-hmm. short where they had the like Dum Dum Dugan and uh, Dom- Dominic uh, Dominic Cooper, Cooper as Howard yeah. Stark at the end. That's that's they're not major actors. I mean, right. even though Dominic Cooper, for all we know, could be like a big actor because he's in freaking Need for Speed. Yeah, which is apparently got bad reviews. Like. 30% or something like that on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's it's not good. Yeah, so... Not good I for Aaron like, Paul's career, either. Yeah, I feel like they're really leaning on these, the, the one-shots more. I mean, that's... So, they got lip service in the special, but yeah. they're not really... Like, we're not, we didn't learn anything new. All the stuff we learned that was new was about... See, right now, Ian's distracting me by having it on the TV, <laughs> The Age of Ultron. Yeah. They just showed a truck flipping over. I'm like, wait! 
actual footage or yeah. not well, footage, but on well, they've, set. They've been filming Age of Age of Ultron, I think, for about three weeks. Yeah, see, right there. That's oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, there we go. That's yep. part of the Hulkbuster armor. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You and are right. The concept art. Yeah. And then concept art of uh, of Hulkbuster and Hulk going at it. See, because I pay attention. To you things. do. You do pay attention, which you know, of course, makes me wonder why exactly uh, Hulkbuster needs to be fighting Hulk. But we'll find out about that in the movie itself. Maybe they have a big bro fight. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe science bros had a bad an argument. Oh, they're like a married couple. Yeah, really. I, I actually am like really curious where the Ten Rings are going to work themselves in in future movies. Like, if if we're going to see them, maybe in the Netflix uh, um, TV shows or something like that. Uh, that seems kind of pricey, even for a Netflix show. Mm. I mean, the thing is, it naturally would go in an Iron Man four, but. So far, there has been no announcement. There's nothing to yeah. indicate there's even going to be any more Iron Man movies. Right. Even though the third movie is a reboot. It's like, we'll wipe the slate clean and we're starting over, which makes you feel like there should be more movies. Sure. But, I mean, that reboot is essentially going to be happening in Avengers 2 yeah. uh, with, with you know, a whole new Tony or whatever. Because, I mean, what they what they said uh, in, in, the, in the featurette that we just watched, in the feature thing, is that they're essentially putting the Avengers in, in new positions well, for... Okay, here comes the analytical brain, the the media criticism brain. Sure. Because one of the, I'm going to say, problems with Avengers, sorry, the movie was not perfect, as much as I love it so and so. Oh, yeah, what, no, three it, times it's a great theater. movie, it's just it's not it's not. 100% it's not perfect. perfect. One yeah. of the issues, and this, it's it might seem really unfair to criticize it for this, was that it was the first movie after Captain America. Yeah. And that was a problem because, so you have Captain America, you meet Steve Rogers, and you learn all about Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's, he's you know, the all-American boy from Brooklyn. Yes. You know, and then he volunteers for the experiment, and then he becomes a big hero in World War II, and then he, you know, quote-unquote dies, and then he comes back to life because he's actually frozen, and, you know, he that somehow works out. It's comic book logic. Of but, course. You know, so, like, basically the character gets rebooted because now this guy is living in two th- in the 2000, in 2012, 2013, you know, whatever year all of these things are set in. I know that uh, Cap ended in 2012 because he uses, he says, like, 75 mm-hmm. years or whatever he yeah. said. But, yeah, like, so he basically gets a character reboot. Like, now he has to live in this year and everything's different and things are familiar. And Avengers kind of hinted at that, like, when he's at the cafe and the girl is hitting on him, which I think was just a... Deleted scene. That was a deleted scene, but yeah. still, it was meant to be there because then it's the girl he saves later on. It's you know uh, what's her face, uh, Ashley uh, Cr- Chrissy Ashley Johnson, Chrissy from Family yeah, Ties, yeah, Ashley Johnson, yeah. You know, like there's all these little hints. Oh, you know, he beats up on the on the punching bag by himself because he's got all this internal angst and everything. So there's all this characterization, and they can only drop little hints of it in Avengers because Avengers yeah. is not about any of the one in, in, individual characters. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is like you had a Thor movie and you had Iron Man two. Okay, you've had Hulk, but you know let's technically the second Hulk movie, but only technically it's yeah because Hulk the he didn't get another movie to yeah. really flesh him out. So it's a but, reboot and a sequel. But Cap got his movie, but he didn't actually get his proper characterization movie. Yeah basis like the problem is like cap was missing out like you're like what is cap dealing with? what is going on in cap's head and you have no idea during the avengers you have a better grasp on tony and thor than you do on cap right so this is what uh cap 2 is you know saying that's what they said in this freaking abc special yeah was that they're gonna flesh out more like what's cap doing mm-hmm. with himself now like what's how does his, he spend what's his, his time? purpose yeah yeah 
Like, and, and the movie's really exploring that. You can see that in all his interactions with, you know, Robert Redford's character. Yeah. And, and with and with Sam Jackson, uh, Nick Fury as well. I mean, yeah. I mean, what they're what they're saying here is essentially he's not going to be Nick Fury's bitch in Shield. Like he's well, Nick Fury doesn't even have that much characterization. He, you know, they get Samuel Jackson to come in for like two hours of shooting, and then he flitters off. Yeah. you know, to be Samuel Jackson. I mean, the most I'm trying I'm trying to think. I mean, I guess the most character building he's had probably was in. He gets uh, more character building on Agents of Shield. Oh God, and he's. <laughs> Not even on the show. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, so Cap didn't is finally getting his his fleshing out mm-hmm. after the Avengers, and yeah. that feels like what's that's what's going to happen with with Iron Man Tony Stark is that Iron Man three tore the character down. He's completely been ripped out. And now we have to see more character building, but we're not seeing another Iron Man movie before Avengers comes out. No. So it's, it's going to be that situation where we see Avengers 2, mm-hmm. and there's going to be like three scenes of Tony having a little bit of angst or yeah. a little bit of whimsy. And then we're going to have to wait until after Avengers 2 to finally get something to flesh out Tony yeah. further. He's been, they're basically swapping around the, uh, I guess, I don't know if you want to say the tropes. If it is a trope, yeah. Well, what I think, I mean, considering that Ultron, from the looks of it, is, is, gonna, Tony's, is, is baby. Tony's baby, we might get more Tony than we expect. So in Avengers, Avengers two. two could be Tony's story. They just don't want to yeah. play it up like that. But but we're also getting two new characters in Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, and they're going to have to find room for them on there uh, as well they, as all the other. Avengers. It's not going to be an issue because if you look at the first Avengers movie. The two characters who have the least amount of development are Black Widow Black and Hawkeye. Widow and Hawkeye. All Hawkeye, of their yeah. development occurs on screen. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really detract from the film. Yeah. But we still don't know any really anything about Hawkeye or, or yeah. Black Widow. From what I know been... more about Black Widow. Yeah. But we really don't know anything about Hawkeye. So this is probably where it's going to be, where we kind of know or we're familiar with Hawkeye and Black Widow. So they're going to give us that those little hints of characterization on right. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Yeah, Black Widow is getting a lot more in Cap 2 as well. I mean, that's... Yes, uh, Black Widow and her and, new, you know, straightened hair. Yeah, <laughs> which looks a lot better. In, in general, I feel like that her, her costume looks a lot better in Cap 2 than it did in, uh, in, in previous Yeah, they kind of realize they need to take her more seriously. Because yeah. I've, I make no secret of the fact I don't like Black Widow. It's not just... It's not Scarlett Johansson. I like Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. It's not, you know, anything about the portrayal. It's just that even in the comics, it's just like snore, smoring. You're not interesting anymore. She's like, she seemed to have more zip to her for me if mm-hmm. I read older comics. Yeah. But in general, Black Widow's just not my favorite. She's a Russian spy. Yeah, she's she's always just sort of been there. I I realized was, there was an issue of Cap when Bucky was in prison, and the entire issue was just Black Widow and Sharon going on adventures, having girl talk, you know, <laughs> capping in some asses. It was great. Yeah. Like, like, I think they can play off each other well, but I'm not a big fan of Black Widow on her own. Natasha's just not that interesting to me. So what I really want out of the Marvel movies is already like a real heroine, which is why yes. I've been pushing for Carol Danvers because mm-hmm. I feel like Ms. Marvel or Captain yeah. Marvel, they could just outright make her Captain Marvel could carry a yeah. movie. And I mean they're they're st- they still have not said yes or no whether or not she's going to wind up in Avengers 2. I think she's going to in one way Maybe or the other. Maybe not not as Ms. Not, not Marvel. As Ms. Marvel but, she could just be yeah. Carol Danvers. Which, which would be fine. fine. I mean have her be the, the I mean I said all, all along have her be the new liaison. She could be a liaison like she could ta- we already thought she could take Coulson's place. Yeah. I know this is totally sexist me to say but she could be Falcon's girlfriend for all I care. <laughs> just get her in the freaking screen. Yeah. 
I mean, mm-hmm. we're, I mean, we're also we're getting uh, Don Cheadle in, in Avengers two, from what I heard as well. Oh, he's nice. he's gonna be popping up at one point or another. Oh, good, because I always it always feels kind of empty when those side characters don't appear. Yeah, well, it's like how when you watch Justice League Unlimited and they couldn't use any of the Batman characters but Batman. Uh, God, yeah, and I remember too, like like when we when we saw a quick flash, or I think it was like Bloodhaven, and you saw like Nightwing's silhouette, and like that's the closest we came to Nightwing in Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, it was it was a cheat. It was empty and. Yeah. Sucked. Did you learn anything from the previous movies in this uh, special that you didn't know before, like, or, or, or you know, any of the like behind the scenes shit or anything? Because, I mean, I mean, some of the, so some of the Downey stuff was pretty cool uh, that there they were talking about. Nothing new, but as I pointed out to you when we were not being recorded by a tiny little microphone here. Yes. <laughs> Zoom H two. I like you. Uh. What I pointed out, so they had this at the beginning of the special, and if you guys, if you watch it, you're gonna notice it. It's hilarious. They're going, they're talking about like, yeah, you know, we were approaching all these writers to write the screenplay for Iron Man. You know, we were like, hey, you know, he's this old time, you know, Marvel character who's been around since the '60s. You no. know, and they were just like, no, and they, no, 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 and all they got was no. And then the narration immediately goes to, so we were talking about directors, and somebody said, hey, let's get James Favreau. John Favreau. John Favreau, sorry. Yeah. But, yeah, no mention of what of how they resolved nope. the screenplay thing. Because if you've heard the story, it was that uh, Jeff Bridges actually said they had no script. Nope. They basically had, like, an outline. They knew what was supposed to happen in the scene, and they would just kind of show up and just do whatever. And he, he really hated it. Until he was like, oh, this is really just like, a, I forget the budget, like $50 million student film. Yeah. And then he felt better about it because he's the dude. Iron Man was made in a cave with a box of scraps. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I just thought that was very like interesting that that seems to be like some, I would say, confirmation bias that it backs up Bridges' story yeah. about the no script thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, I even think you can tell when you watch... Iron Man 2, how everything seems a lot tighter, like, mm-hmm. tighter around, like, everybody's got like, stick up their butt. Yeah, because they actually had a script to work off of. Yeah. And watch, watching this special did also confirm to me that, uh, you know, the same thing that that Honest trailer did about uh, about Thor. It's like, the entire reason that first Thor movie existed was so that you would be able to know who that blonde guy was in Avengers. Yeah, like, Thor, it has its moments, but it's really an, a very empty film. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, people watch it for Loki because people love Tom Hiddleston. Oh, absolutely, he's he's the best part of the of yeah. the entire Thor franchise. I mean, the movie's so very empty. It's uh, in the words of one reviewer, it's the story of a like a brutish lout who is tamed by the love of a good woman. <laughs> that's the entire plot of the movie. He falls for uh, Jane, and suddenly he's a good person who's mm-hmm. worthy of Mjolnir. Yeah. You know, it's. It's not really that deep of a movie. It has yeah. a lot of good beats to it. Like, the humor is great. Like, Kat Dennings is funny. Oh, yeah. You know, in one of the roles I can stand her in. Yeah. I, I love her in, uh, you know, as Darcy. Yeah. Mew uh, Mew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love Mew Mew. <laughs> I think this just needs to be a running joke in, like, every... Not even just the Thor movies. Every, every Marvel, Marvel movie, movie. Somebody needs to say Mew Mew or just mangle the word Mjolnir. Yes. I can imagine Tony mangling it pretty well. Mew. <laughs> Thor, Thor is kind of like a pointless movie. It is just there to kind of fill in some yeah. gaps there. And, and I mean, not that it's not fun. It's just it, it's it's inconsequential in the end. Yeah, it's 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 there so you can make LARPing jokes yeah. about the Warriors Three and the Lady Sif, right? <laughs> and to in some ways introduce the Tesseract 
in one in one way or the other. Yeah, I know Tesseract is like a real word, a grown-up word, except it always <laughs> bugs me because it strikes me as kind of dumb and not much better than Cosmic Cube. Cosmic Cube is the stupidest thing. And yet I'd still rather them call it the Cosmic Cube. I'd yeah. so rather them call it the Cosmic Cube. That, and I and I have this image of, of, of Red Skull holding a fucking cube in his hand yeah, and making I, stuff happen. It kind of bothers me as a Marvel fan. Again, this is nitpicking. I'm not. I'm not like unaware of the fact that I'm nitpicking when I say this. Yeah. It bothers me that it's like, oh, the 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 gems are the tesseract, which is the cosmic cube, mm-hmm. or the uh, mist thingy from Thor two. I don't even remember what it's called. <laughs> it's not even a shape. You know, I want a little pyramid and a globe and a yeah. trapezoid, <laughs> whatever the three dimensional <laughs> version of a trapezoid is. Yeah. It's I don't know, it's just that's just weird. You know you. You're a Marvel fan. You want actual gems. You want somebody to pick it up and be all sure. like, "Ooh, pretty!" And you know, you want put the it ten in a rings. <laughs> I was gonna say, no, get pick up the gem and put it in a fishbowl. Hell yeah, that's what I would totally do. And I would be the worst keeper of an Infinity Gem because well, I'd be like just dumping it on my and, mantle. And you know they're gonna wind up on the Infinity Gauntlet at one point. So I mean, these things are going to turn into gems in one or form something. or another. Like no, maybe what they might do, you know, is like, oh. Red mist makes some highlights on Source. a glove, and and the and the cube makes like a wrist gauntlet. I don't know. You know what I'm getting? Yeah, at. I know. I know. Like I, he can see my hands yeah. kind of clawing at the air here, you, you, trying you, to. Describe. You you in podcast land can't see it, but uh, but everyone else can. Well, I just I'm not good at describing it yeah. because I don't know what the proper terms are <laughs> because I'm not an armor nerd. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it it was it was cool. I mean, even if they didn't touch on Guardians uh, that much, you can almost like see how much they're looking forward to doing something that different with Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's it, it's completely new for Marvel. Like, they've never done something on this like cosmic scope before. Uh, Avengers was close. I don't but... know. If that's the best way to put it because it is a bunch of second or third string characters. Mm-hmm. It's properties no one really cares about, which is why. They in the special they compared it to doing Iron Man. Yeah. Because Iron Man was a character that nobody knew. They call him a second stringer. Yeah. Which is just weird to anybody who actually reads Marvel. Most of the Avengers were second stringers, except for Cap and Thor, really. Cap isn't, definitely. Yeah. I don't know about Thor, I'm I always have mixed feelings on in terms of characters that stick out to me as yeah. like Marvel heroes and everything. Mm-hmm. Because you're right, you think of you think of Marvel, you think of the X Men, and you think of the Fantastic right. Four, and you yeah. think of Spider-Man. Sure. I mean, people people knock on Bendis, and yet Bendis was the one that made the Avengers the team in Marvel. Well, because they realized they had a kind of an imbalance because the Avengers had fallen out of favor, but the X-Men were still one of their premier franchises. Yeah. But then Bendis basically reversed that, where the Avengers became the premier franchise, mm-hmm. and then X-Men kind of yeah. faded. Now, like it's like part of the reason, I think, that why they ended up kind of merging the two franchises is mm-hmm. so they could elevate both of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because... And again, going into the nerd, you know, fan, I'm a fan. It always bugged me how, you know, you had the Avengers over in this corner and the X-Men over in this corner and the two shall never meet. The X-Men could keep some alien race from conquering the world or whatever. And the Avengers would never mention it. Yeah, it was always ridiculous. I mean... To be honest, the movies have the same problem. If you really want me to nitpick, there. <laughs> well, well, I mean that that's why I, I find you know stuff like Inferno you know so cool is that you know that was a time when when you know Thor crossed over with Inferno. 
You no. sure you're not confusing with Mutant Massacre? Uh, I might be. Mutant Massacre was... Was it Spider-Man the, then that had, that had Inferno? Uh, maybe it was Spider-Man, okay. because Thor was in Mutant Massacre, which was the first, uh, I guess, big X-Men crossover. Not mm-hmm. big storyline, but yes. crossover. Yeah. And then they started turning into a yearly thing, because then it was Fall of the Mutants and Inferno and... Mm-hmm. God, what the hell was in 1989? I don't even remember. Because then you had stuff like Fatal Attractions, you know, well, which is yeah, which was uh, 93. Yeah, something like that. And well, and Extinction Agenda. Extinction Agenda. And, oh, that's what it was. Is there was Extinction Agenda, and then there was Executioner's Song. Yeah. I can never remember either of them because they both have X, like it's the 90s <laughs> yeah. in the name. I mean, Executioner's Song. That's that's the one with Cable and 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 Strife, Strife. and it's all totally that jazz. About Strife, yeah. yeah. As I, I like to call the the cream cheese on a, on a bagel characters. Jeez, and I mean, talk about the back and forth they had with that. It's like which one is the original? Like eventually, we were just like, who gives a shit? Like one of them's got the glowy eye, and one of them doesn't. And one of them's it's got the of metal arm. And one of them doesn't because you can't make the villain the sun. I mean, that's it's a little Star Wars. It is, yeah. Just uh, it's. I honestly think that making Cable turn out to be Nathan Christopher Summers was one of the best things that Marvel has ever done. That Fabian yep. Nicieza has ever done. Thank that was you. his idea. He is the fixer. Fabian Nicieza is yeah. the fixer. That was a good idea because it took you know some unresolved plot lines, tied them up, and actually they actually made something interesting out of it yeah. because Cable and Cyclops have a really interesting relationship. Mm-hmm. It, it's like it's one of my favorite things about. Cyclops. Yeah. Not one of my favorite things about X Men. <laughs> one of my favorite things about Cyclops, who has right. so much not going for him because I kind nobody likes him. Yeah, the best thing they ever did was make Cyclops a dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, it, and I know that there are people that listen to this who have always liked Cyclops. I didn't like him until he was a dick. I mean, ever since like the whole Phoenix Force thing, and now with Uncanny X Men, I actually like a him. Dick, a, I like him a lot better as a foil than as like. Mr. Perfect. That's that's what I've never been perfect. But he always tried to be, and that's what pissed me off. You know, like we started seeing, I guess the the kinks in his armor uh, over time in like uh, Astonishing X Men. No, no, Ian. The word is chink, and by avoiding it, you're being racist. Because when you try not to be racist, you come across as more racist. A study on the internet told me this. Damn it. <laughs> this message brought to you by the internet and Tumblr. <laughs> Apparently, trying to not be racist makes you really bad at guess who. <laughs> well, it, it, is, is your character um, of Asian origin? I don't even know if you could tell those drawings are so horrible. (laughs) You uh, you should put that video in the show notes, actually. It's kind of hilarious. Not hilarious. It's actually depressing. But going back to Marvel, instead of making horrible, horrible comments. Yes, yes, please do. (laughs) Please do. He's like, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. Uh, It's fine. This is what happens when we record randomly at like 1120. Yeah, because I'm all like, I want to read. But no, Ian's all like, record. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to the special, so what did we have? We had Hulkbuster armor, mm-hmm. you know, Avengers 2. We had, like, three seconds of the Ant-Man short. Yeah. That was the interesting... Okay, there were a lot of interesting things. That's a really stupid thing for me to say. <laughs> one, one of the more interesting One things. of the more interesting omissions yes. 
was that they really didn't talk about Ant-Man. Yeah. There was they didn't an, have anything to show, really. Yeah, at the beginning, they had like a brief shot of Edgar Wright at some panel. Like it was a Comic-Con panel because he had that little card in front of him with his yeah. name and the Comic-Con logo. Probably, probably the panel where he premiered the yeah. test footage. And then at the end, they showed the footage with no comment whatsoever. Yeah. It's like, so they really have nothing planned. Like... Uh, Ant-Man is a movie that just keeps getting put off and put off and put off because yeah. it was supposed to be Phase 2, but now it's going to be Phase 3. It's phase 3, yeah. I mean, and then for all we know, it's going to be Phase 4 or Phase 5, and well, I'm going to have kids, and I, I'm going to be telling them the story of how Edgar Wright has promised it, us it, an Ant-Man movie. It, it would it would be a mistake to move it past Phase 3. I mean, I know that everything is actually, like, I mean, to have the script set and everything like that now, and... And we're actually getting closer and closer well, to filming here. We have a cast. End. We have a cast. Yeah, well, since he's made the world's end, he actually has free time now. Yes. I, oh, 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 does that mean Martin Freeman is going to be in Ant-Man? Please. Because he's in, like, everything else. He's in the new Fargo show. Yeah, that's that's fine. He, he has a career. Yeah. And can we fit Simon Pegg in there somewhere, too? Like He's too busy making <clears throat> Star Trek movies. Uh, let's not get into Star Trek movies. We're just going to make ourselves sad. Um, that's one of the better parts. Yeah, I know. But still bad well did yeah. they say he could play like simon o'grady oh yeah that that was one of the ideas but uh, but you know we've already got paul rudd and who was it michael douglas no i honestly don't remember at this point i think i'm pretty sure it is michael douglas if i remember correctly as uh, as as hank pym yeah no i mean that could be interesting shapeless saggy man <laughs> It just, basically, the conclusion of of this special is that it wasn't just, you know, generic HBO featurette that gets you hyped for an upcoming movie. This was actually the, the full scope of the Marvel Universe up until now, movie-wise and TV-wise, and that's kind of cool. I, I would say that the special in general was kind of indicative of the general quality. Like, Marvel Studios actually respects its audience for mm-hmm. the most part. For the most part. I feel like the only reason Agents of Seal is suffering is, like, what most people have commented is that it's too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Because it's not just Marvel Studios involved with it. You have ABC giving their two cents. Oh, yeah. Probably the higher-ups at Disney being Mm -hmm. like, no, no, the show has to work, the show has to work. I don't feel like that's going to happen with the Netflix shows because there's going to be a lot less pressure. Because you're not going to have ABC harassing them. You'll... I don't even think... I think Netflix is just going to let them do their oh, thing. Oh, absolutely. Netflix yeah. doesn't care. It could be a crappy show. It could be a great yeah. show. It, Netflix, Nef- Netflix doesn't get involved with House of Cards. I mean, it's just House of Cards. Ian, they're the producers. Well, I'm saying, like, for the most part, they they wet Kevin Spacey. They've already started town. writing season three, by the way. Yeah, I know. They, they tweeted a picture of the writing <laughs> uh, crew. Nice. Yeah, it was... Uh, crazy they were wearing yeah. a t-shirt that i assume references something from season two but we haven't gotten that far yeah but no i mean just just because you're the producers i mean there are standoff there are standoff producers and i feel like that's that's sort of what uh what netflix has has done with house of cards is, is sort of let kevin spacey be kevin spacey and you know go from there I thought he was one of the producers though he is one of the producers <laughs> yeah so he's doing what he wants to do yeah exactly all right, I think we're done because you're 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 yawning more than talking at this point. So uh, so we can we can essentially uh, <laughs> Thank you for being a Wookiee. Uh, any final comments on the uh, on on the stuff? Why'd you have to say thank you? Because you know it's in my head now. What? <laughs> thank you for being a friend. <laughs> <laughs>
Do 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 do. Those those freaking anybody who lives in New York, those freaking lotto ads reintroducing that song into into the into the ether. It pisses me off, man. I can't get it out of my head now. Marvel, good. Yay, Marvel. Yay. Yay! Buy the new Ms. Marvel. Oh yeah, no, definitely, but definitely buy the new Ms. Marvel. I mean, I I talked about how much I enjoyed it on on the show. Well, last episode, it was it was good stuff. It was good times. Maybe if the title's popular, they'll put either Carol or Kabbalah in the movies. Woo! That would be good. Woo! I think we're gonna get Carol in Avengers two in one way or the other, whether it's Ms. Marvel or Captain Marvel or somebody else. Woo! We'll see. All right. DCBS, go buy your comics. They're great. 50% off Marvel and DC hardcovers and 40% off all major publishers. Check them out, dcbservice.com. We thank them for their sponsorship of the show. Email address, comictiming at gmail.com, facebook.com slash comic timing for all of your comic timing stuffs. And uh, yeah, Chris, thanks for talking. You can continue reading now. Good night. <laughs> Good night, comic timing. Okay, no, we're not night, though. And as always, there's always time for comics. But... Is there really? Yes. Okay, good night. Good night. Always time for comics. Bye.